0: Hello, everyone. Today, I have the privilege and the honor of continuing us in our I Am series, The I Ams of Jesus. Last week, Michael brought an incredible word in which we sought Jesus as the vine. Now, this week, we'll be seeking Christ as the light of the world. Oh, I don't know about you, but the reminder that Jesus is the light of the world was much needed for me. I felt like this was a word for me, so hopefully it'll be a word for you too, and we can share in this together. In a world that is so dark, it is really, really easy to lose hope and to grow cold. And so I just want you to be encouraged that there is a light that is available to us. Let's explore this more in John chapter 8, 1-12 through 12, um, to give some context to John 8. Um, The previous chapter is full of the Pharisees denying and dismissing Jesus over and over and over again. They were relentless. They refused to believe in spite of prophecies in the Word of God, in spite of miracles that they saw day to day, and in spite of the power that was displayed by Jesus. They clung to their religion and they made no room for Jesus. So let's look at verse 1, chapter 8. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn, He appeared again in the temple courts, where all the people were gathered around Him, and He sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery." So here they were sitting down, having their own little study session with Jesus, only to have the party crashed by these Pharisees that are bringing this woman in that had been caught in the act of adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, "'Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery, "'and the law Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. "'Now what do you say?' They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. So the Pharisees didn't even have a concern about this woman or her acts, really. Rather, they were just using this as an opportunity to once again deny Jesus. So let's continue. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. I've looked at this many times and prayed about it and read it and read it. I don't know why he bent down. I don't know why he wrote in the ground. I don't know any of this. But it says, when they kept questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. So now here they are faced with their own humanity, their own sin, everything kind of backfired on them. Here they were bringing this woman that they thought surely he has something to say about this, but now their own sin, their own humanity is exposed in that moment. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground, at this, those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there Jesus straightened up and asked her, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. I think that somebody needs to hear that right now. Jesus is saying, neither do I condemn you. Go now and leave your life of sin. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Can I just be honest with you guys? God is calling many of you higher, self-included. I must admit, um, when God started speaking to me about living a particular way, I was so excited. I was like, yes, God, let's do this. (laughs) And then the darkness of the world began to feel overwhelming to me. My previous excitement waned, and I started to say, God, uh, don't you think that you're calling this thing a little bit more extreme? (laughs) Like, this seems a little extreme, the things that you're asking me to do, the way you're asking me to live, all the things that you're calling me to. Mm, Don't you think that's a little extreme? And then I even tried to validate it by asking people that I knew would be like very much in agreements with me and just say, yeah, for sure. That's really extreme. You just got to live life. You got to do this. You got to do that. You're already doing this. You're already doing that. You're a great person. And I felt like, okay, that gave me some reprieve. But I still had that nagging feeling that I knew that God was calling me higher and calling me to more. So I don't know about um, you, but ultimately not walking out what God has called me to is really disobedience. And I dare say it, sin. (laughs) It feels like a bad word. (laughs) I hate saying the word disobedience and sin. It's not my favorite words. Um, But we are being called to new levels. Psalm 16.6 says, the boundary lines have fallen for me and pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. So your sacrifice will be rewarded. Our sacrifice will be rewarded. So take a moment. What is God speaking to you? Where are your boundary lines? And what is your inheritance? What are the promises that he's spoken to you? Jesus is saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. May we be aware of the light that is available to us. Light illuminates. The light of God's Holy Spirit is revealing wisdom, guidance, and the heart of God, ultimately. Of all things, why does he say light? I wondered about that. And so I do what everybody does when they wonder about stuff. They Google it. (laughs) And so I looked up attributes of light, and this is what I found. It said, adequate lighting improves visibility and safety, especially after dark, when our eyesight does not fulfill its role well anymore. (laughs) I will say it again. Adequate lighting improves our visibility and safety, especially after dark when our eyesight does not fulfill its role well anymore. I so identify with that because I felt like I came out of a season that was so dark. You know, several months ago, I was working with a community that was so dark. And when I got called into that, I knew that God was calling me to be a light shiner in this community and to shine his light and to share love and kindness and respect for these people in this community. But all that I was surrounded with was darkness. And after a while, it it weighed heavily on me. You know, I skipped in there. <laughs> I'm going to shine the light of Jesus. And then I kind of like limped out. (laughs) And I just felt so defeated. I felt overwhelmed by the darkness instead of focusing on what God was accomplishing there. It was so easy for my mind to focus on all the things that were going wrong in that community, all the things that still remained. All the things that still needed change, the children in the community that weren't treated in the way that they were supposed to be treated, the things that sat in me every single day, hearing the traumatic stories, witnessing the violence. And it just weighed so heavy on me. And I just kind of sat down and felt like a wet noodle a little bit. I just felt so weak and wimpy after that. And then I'm now being reminded that God has authority. He has called us conquerors. He has so much for us. And Christianity is not passive, as so many believe (laughs) that we're just kind of here, just using God as a crutch. I've heard that so many times. But it takes so much strength to be a Christian and to walk this out and to stand in the authority of Christ and coming out of that darkness and feeling weak and feeling tired, I know that I am not alone in that because there's so much darkness in the world. When I was first piecing this all together, I didn't even want to speak to the darkness because I didn't even want to speak to the enemy because he's so low and so lame. <laughs> but I think it's important to also elaborate on what walking in the light is and for Others, it may be different. It might look a lot different depending on your life circumstances and what you faced and what you're overcoming. But for me, I know that walking in the light feels like freedom, freedom to be who God has called me to be, Um, freedom to walk out my purpose, and levity, I also feel like it also helps me to walk out my purpose. And so... Those are things that walking in the light really signifies for me a full freedom, full levity, full walking in my purpose, and just being able to have a better perspective of the road ahead of me, what God has for me, and to not dwell on the things that do not matter, but to focus on what God has in store for me and His purposes and His promises. Walking in light requires trust. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Continuing in some of the attributes of light. Light can also reduce our fatigue and affect the improvement of our work productivity, and to top it all, it can positively affect our mood and well-being. Isaiah 40, 30 through 31 says, Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. What or who is your hope in today? Make up in your mind that you will seek Him. Seek Him in His Word. Seek Him in prayer. Seek Him in worship. And keep the darkness at bay by guarding your hearts. I feel like in this day and age, we are so bombarded with darkness that it's hard to avoid it at any cost. It's overwhelming, especially in the media and, and life. If you walk outside your door for five minutes, you are inundated with it. And it's really crucial that we guard our hearts and that we don't accept every single thought that comes into our mind. The enemy is deceptive. And super duper lame <laughs> because he continuously comes at us with the same thing, the same lies, with the same self-defeat, with the same lies about who we are and our identity and Christ. And we need to be reminding ourselves of who we are and to guard our thoughts because not every thought that comes into our mind is from us or is from the Lord. A lot of times it's from the enemy and that he lies to us. I used to do this thing, it's like, might sound really silly, but anytime I would get a negative thought that I knew was from the enemy, I would do this like, you know how kids like tattletale? (laughs) I would tattletale on the enemy to God. I'd be like, oh, God, look at this one. He's trying to tell me this, that, and the other, and I know it's not true. And that thought would be knocked down. And we just have to be relentless and how we guard our hearts. Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And I love the amplified version because the amplified version says, watch over your heart with all diligence for from it flows the springs of life. How important is that? Be encouraged. The light of the world is available to you. That is half the battle. Being aware that the light of the world is available to you in all circumstances, in all ways, in every moment of the day, you can cling to that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you that you are so good to us, God, that you give us every single thing we need. And every single thing that we may not even be aware of that we need, God, I pray that you would continue to give us revelation about who you are and your light, God. I pray that we release any heaviness to you, God, and that we are able to walk upright, and true identity of you, God, and that those that don't know you, God, that you would be revealing yourself in their day-to-day lives, God, and that you would open their hearts and minds to seek you out, God, because you have so much love and care for them, God. You have so much for them. God, help us to walk higher, God, and help us to cling to our identity in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys. God bless you. I love you. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments about today's message or would like to contact Garden City Church, reach out at info@gardencitynw.com or click contact in our show notes. Garden City services are made possible by your generosity. Your generosity is love in action. Have a great week and we'll see you next time.